The topics we discuss can be heavy. If something we talk about triggers you, there are links to support networks in our show notes. By no means are we here to diagnose or treat mental illness. All we're doing is sharing our experiences and how they have shaped our mindset and mental health. Again, this is based on our own opinions and is not intended to harm or offend. This podcast has been put together to inspire and encourage conversation. We hope you find catharsis in listening to this, find our content relatable in some way. So grab your bros and have a chat. You are listening to Mental Health Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 33. This one's another solo episode and I've been looking at my stats and I believe that this one is what people want to hear or at least what's relevant, relatable and could benefit a lot of people. So, hope you enjoy it. So this episode is a follow-up, not essentially of the topic but um, looking at my stats, as I mentioned, the top five episodes that I've been recording or at least getting downloads have been to do with matters of the heart, relationships and sex. So my latest episode, OnlyFans, which was a great episode, I had two great guests, a couple dynamic that do content, um, OnlyFans content and it was really insightful to get them on to discuss about what they face, the challenges as a couple and and the benefits, of course. So that's done really well. It's become my top most downloaded episode of my entire 32 episodes to date. So that was within a week. So it grew very, like the, the at least the reach grew very quick and, um, you know, it's doing well and I, can, I believe will continue to do well because it is a topic that people are curious about and interested in. And as well, like I said, that this episode today, I believe a lot of people can find relatable, relevant, and maybe get something from. So by no means is this going to be another retelling of my situation, my story, because I've, you know, volunteered enough information about that. All I'm going to be doing today is talking about the lessons I've learned, and whether it's through my own experience or doing my own digging and research and what others in the field are saying. So I hope this is enlightening for you and I just hope that you're able to get something out of it. So first of all, I want to thank you all for your support and for listening to my episodes that I've recorded so far and those who've sent feedback and those who've left ratings on Spotify. I really, really appreciate it. Helps me to continue this, encourages me and makes me realise that People are listening, uh, people are interested. So as I mentioned, you know, the top five are a particular trend or topic or um, the the five that have been predominantly my most downloaded have, as I mentioned earlier, been about matters of the heart, relationships and sex. Doesn't mean I'm going to be doing only episodes based on those things, but I do want to give the listeners what they want to hear and I do want to make sure that I am listening uh, as well as those who are tuning in are listening and um, providing good content that is beneficial for others. So I wanted to wait to do this particular episode once I had a healthy grasp and I guess a respectable stance on the topic because I'm a big proponent for practice what you preach. So for those who have been listening to this podcast for some time and are aware of my experiences, rest assured that today I won't be touching on my personal experiences or exactly what my processes have been 
this episode will be an objective perspective that has been inspired by the lessons, I guess, I've learned along the way, what's worked, what hasn't. So I'll only be volunteering information that is relevant and necessary for the benefit of this topic. So, But this is important to say. I'm going to preface this episode with I will not be talking about relationships involving physical, mental or emotional abuse or those that have ended due to acts or threats of violence. What I will be talking about today includes one-sided breakups, mutual breakups and the end of marriages. No specific causes or reasons because there are so many simple and complex reasons why people end relationships. So to begin, I just want to talk about, I guess, healing um, it's when it comes to relationships, the healing process. And so there are two sides that make up the process of healing after a breakup. And Mark Manson in his book, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope, uses the analogy of the thinking brain and the feeling brain. And these two are driving the consciousness car. So the thinking brain is at the steering wheel, being responsible, making slow, calculated decisions. And the feeling brain is in the passenger seat, shouting out erratic demands, fueled by emotion, impulse and intuition. And the feeling brain motivates the thinking brain, but at any time could get carried away and grab the wheel, causing you to careen off some metaphorical cliff it sounds chaotic but at the end of the day we are emotional beings and at the end of the day we also need both to get to our destination so which in this case or what i'll talk about today is the healing of a broken heart so allowing both to coexist and work as a team is important even i would say integral to the success of your journey so with all of that said let's start with the most challenging side to face and generally the one that takes the longest so here are some insights suggestions and reminders when healing so we'll start with the emotional side so face it feel it don't avoid the pain give yourself permission to cry to miss them to remember the good times to be nostalgic and to desire their attention and validation this is all part of the process it's unavoidable and there are five stages of grief that you'll likely experience once you've had a breakup or are going through the grievance period so one being denial and then anger bargaining depression and then finally acceptance but these don't happen at all in a linear fashion For some days weeks months You'll make progress and then others you'll regress. Things will come back up and some stages will need addressing again. So being patient as this process generally takes a lot of time for some people. Um, it varies person to person and varies because of the many varying reasons. So how it happened, the involvement you have with your ex following the breakup, the past experiences, traumas, They'll also impact how long it takes and how painful it feels for you as an individual. So just remember that it is completely individual and that your ex, all of your friends, their friends, your family, their family will all have their own experiences, their own insights, opinions and way of doing things. So just allow yourself to do it your own way. It's important to remember that you loved or love them for a reason. Depending on where you are in your healing journey, accept that. 
they are and will likely remain an important part of your story. And saying that, the opposite, hating your ex won't make you heal any faster or creating a version of them that doesn't exist just to reinforce the reasons you broke up is just lying to yourself. And if you spread that to your friends and family, then you're just lying to them too. Degrading someone else's character by making up narratives is the quickest way to ensure you won't get your ex's respect again. And in my opinion, I think in the process you'll just lose respect for yourself too. So just be honest with yourself and others about what your ex was like during and after the breakup. This one, I gather, makes you look like you have good taste. And if they were a dickhead, then just say how it was. Feelings of regret and shame, they can be very common after a breakup. And these feelings can unfortunately return or hang around for some time. So just take the time to gently move through them. It's easy to judge yourself when these feelings come up, but just allow them. Just They'll come and go just like anything in life. Um, we can't really control our thoughts. Um, we can only really control what we do about them and how we react to them. And one method, I guess, you will see in a lot of pop culture or just in society in general is turning a broken heart into art. So if you're a musician or a painter, writer or a digital creator, just find a medium that's a, an outlet for your thoughts and emotion. <laughs> and in my case, start a podcast. You know, If you're into talking or if you're into um, having an outlet where you're just able to speak into a mic with others or just yourself, consider starting a podcast. It worked for me. If a podcast isn't your thing, you, know, you can still talk about it. You've got friends, family, therapists. There's a therapy link down below my show notes you could use. You don't have to see people in person. You can just click on that link and do it via the online. It's it's getting easier now to see a therapist, but it's important to get that shit off your chest. You'll find others around you with similar experiences who can empathise and relate to how you're feeling because love is universal and I can say with confidence that everyone you know has a breakup story of their own. Um, so just remind yourself as often as necessary, that your ex has your own trauma and experiences and way of processing things. And all of that can inform their decisions and approach following the breakup. So it's not always just you. Uh, it's important to remember that. Because we're irrational creatures driven by emotions and regularly wanting what we can't have. And our egos have a strong desire for external validation, acceptance, approval, especially in this generation. With social media and the constant state of comparison, plus living in a replacement culture, so the new iPhone is released every year and the next person is literally just a swipe away. It's We do live in challenging times to have healthy, long-lasting relationships or at least not get bored and want to move on to the next thing, the new exciting thing. So one thing that is going to be tempting while you're going through this painful time is avoidance. And we do need to take mental and emotional breaks, especially when you're working on yourself following a painful breakup, but just find a balance in facing the feelings and emotions that come up, but also you know, find ways to escape, ones that actually contribute to your journey and leaving you feeling rested, refreshed and fulfilled. There's three avoidance tactics that are most common after a breakup and I I imagine you know what I'm about to say. It's drinking, it's drugs and it's sex. All three in moderation are fine. 
but using them as a crutch to get through just leads you feeling worse than before because you get hangovers, you get come downs and the feelings of shame and regret. So these three actions, they have their own consequences and just be aware of that. You partake in any of them if you want to, if it's your nature to do so, just letting them overtake your life for a bit of relief will only lengthen the process of the healing and acceptance. So do it sparingly. So one of the things that does make the emotional side difficult is becoming strangers with a significant other. It's probably one of the hardest parts in a lot of breakups. You're going from being best friends, lovers, sharing memories and to then just becoming people that you used to know that carry memories of each other, often in silence. So it's a real shame, but understandably for some, it's the best way of moving forward with their lives. And this one here, the one I'm about to mention is one of the strongest attachments, um, one of the hardest things to break, and that's hope. It is the strongest attachment thread. But now, I mean, since you've broken up, the dynamic has changed. Even if you remain friends or civil with your ex, it's unlikely it will ever be the same as it was. The hope that a new relationship is established is what holds us in that limbo stage. But everyone has a point of no return and once that's reached, the threads of attachment will weaken and hopefully even fall away. In the meantime, you know, just hope will take space in the place they left. So just allow that as you process your emotion, just let it be. The hope will go when it's ready and you'll reach that stage of no return and um, for that it's it's different for everyone. Now onto the logical side, there's more emotional stuff I could delve into and there's a lot more I could break this apart but I don't want this to be a very long one. Um, you know, if there's anything I've missed, let me know, uh, you know. Send me a message, send me an email. My contact details are below in the show notes. But for now, today, I'm going to move on to the logical side. I'm not going to spend time telling you what not to do. If anything, it's only going to make you want to do it more. So us humans can be rebellious like that. For example, don't think about a pink elephant. Now, what was the first thing you thought about? It's it's just human nature. We just tend to think about the things we don't want to think about and um, it's just, you know, allow it. Don't get to attach these passing thoughts. No contact. This is a method a lot of people use and it's touted on YouTube. It's a big movement. But is it the only way to get over someone? To begin to answer that, it's important to acknowledge the facts, the why and the what. Who left who? What were the reasons behind the breakup? What has your ex said or not said? And respecting your ex's decision. Their requests and your own dignity are key to deciding whether a period of no contact is the best decision. It takes time to process the emotions that come up immediately after a breakup. So allowing some space for that will help put much of what's happened into perspective. Will no contact cause your ex to reach out? There's absolutely no guarantee. And if it's been communicated that they want space in the first place, then just honour that. Some time apart is likely going to be very beneficial for you both as individuals, giving some perspective on what each of you really want and need and um, you can only really determine that by giving the other person what they ask for and taking some time yourself. So, But in saying that as well, say what you need to say and communicate your desires, whether that's immediately after the breakup, but if 
let's just say your ex has requested for some space and some time away and or you're just giving it that time, it's important to do what I just said by saying what you need to say and communicating your desires but it can be either too soon or too late and a good timeline of follows about four to six weeks following a breakup, that just allows enough time to process this situation, feel your feelings spend some time in reflection and arrive at a point with more clarity. Leaving leaving things unsaid or unfinished business will likely come back to haunt you later. So there's no disgrace in being honest and communicating your truth. Again, with respect to the other person. So manage your expectations and do so with the intention of moving forward in authenticity. Just don't expect that you can manipulate their feelings Okay, next one is blocking. Is it necessary? And if it is, when is the best time to do so? I think intention is the most important when deciding whether it's best. If you're hoping to get their attention by blocking them, you'll very likely be disappointed with the silence that you receive instead. So allow yourself to arrive at the place where if you do decide to block the person, it's for your peace and not for a reaction This period of healing is about learning and discerning what's best and what isn't. And peace and acceptance are the best outcome. So how do we continue allowing us to have more peace and continue the process of acceptance? Is it deleting photos? Is it deleting videos or any other form of memories? Do I recommend it or is it recommended in general? Look... You're unlikely to ever forget the person or the time you had together. So removing physical reminders permanently isn't going to cause you to forget them entirely. It's just not realistic, let's be honest. Is there times when limiting the access to these particular memorials, for lack of a better word, will have some benefits? Of course there is. Being honest with yourself will help you determine when that is. And if a break just from looking at those things or um, spending time Uh, ruminating on those things um is it causing yourself more unnecessary discomfort as you heal um time and place is important with that so another thing that happens commonly is uh, after a breakup is a period of time where you remain single but when is the right time to move forward and people use the term move on but i use the term move forward so getting into a new relationship i can guarantee it won't help you just to forget or get over the breakup faster If anything, it's just likely going to complicate the matter. It's going to lengthen the healing process and probably make it even messier because it's common to experience guilt while moving forward in life with a new partner, the guilt if it's too soon and guilt that you're emotionally hamstrung by the past. So this all that I just mentioned impacts a new connection that you're trying to build and focus on. So if you do meet someone, which you know in this day and age it's not that hard to do, um, you just got to be honest with them. So where you're at and how you're feeling and just provide them with the relevant information so they can determine whether this connection is for them and if they want to be involved or pursue a relationship with you. And um, it's nothing personal. It's just giving them the best insight into what they're getting themselves into, I guess. This one I'm about to mention is a really important one, something that I'm working to grasp as well and pull myself back into the present. So create memories now. Plan exciting trips and experiences. So build a fulfilling life and invest time and effort into those who invest time and effort into you. It's um, We only have today. 
yesterday happened and tomorrow's not promised. So it's really about pulling yourself back gently, even though some of you may be nostalgic like I am, just pulling yourself back and just saying, hey, you know, today I have a chance to make it a good day despite the circumstances um, and let's get excited about planning some fun things in the future. Now, something that gets tempting throughout this, you know, period and there's many logical reasons to why to do it and logical reasons why not to, but if you do want to reach out to your ex, I just urge that you sleep on it. It gives more time for that logic to prevail and just one night, you know, just to get that clarity whether it's going to be beneficial and what your intentions are and what your expectations are. So also just hesitate on making any big decisions while emotional. Let logic assist with your decision. I have a saying that's take a moment, step aside, feel your emotions before you decide. So just give yourself the space to do that. Um, not everything needs to be an immediate decision and because sometimes when done erratically or impulsively, you can make a bad decision just because it was inspired and motivated and based on emotion. So think things through and weigh it all up. So that's a logical side and I'm just going to provide some key takeaways and encouragement just for those who have gotten this far and want to know, you know, what what do I do after I'm processing both of these? So just remember, one day you will arrive at a visceral understanding, one that you can really grasp of what's the point where both your emotions and logic, they see less reason and less benefit to pursuing your past relationships to ruminate and invest time into getting their validation impressing them and if you're checking on their pages and if they check yours or view your stories you can get stuck in that cycle um, and it's important to arrive at a point where that no longer impacts you emotionally so it is hard I know I understand that so but especially like I'm about to say if you were the one who was left and you feel like a failure or undesirable, just remind yourself it's very much likely the case that it's less about you and than it is about the other person, that their rejection of you was likely also triggered or influenced by their own childhood, their own family and or love trauma. So it's all of their experiences that shape their reactions to life as well. It's important to try something for a while and if it's not working, then just try something different. You've probably heard the saying, the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So give something some time to see if it's working for you and if it doesn't, just make small adjustments. You know? It doesn't have to be throw the baby out with the bathwater, I use that term a lot, but just small adjustments just so you can learn your own way of doing things and way to move forward. It might also feel like it's taking forever, which I can entirely empathise with. You might get stuck in for long periods of time just of your healing journey just where you feel like you're not making much progress but I assure you that nothing is permanent. So the feelings that you're feeling and where you are currently in life is temporary. One day the emotional impact that this particular breakup will have on you will diminish. And whether you are of the belief that everything happens for a reason or not, make reason out of the end of your relationship. Use the motivation to learn about and better yourself and if you're so inspired to, become a resource for others going through something similar. It'll give you some purpose for the unfortunate things that have happened in your life. 
And with purpose comes a higher sense of self-worth and which is important to rebuild following the end of a relationship. You just you you feel less of yourself and rebuilding that perspective of yourself is um, going to benefit your journey. But I, I urge you to give yourself permission to feel, to reminisce and to grieve without shame and judgment. You receive plenty of that from outside and from others. Just also remind yourself to regularly enjoy right now, today. As I mentioned before, it's all that you have. And although the end of a loving relationship is tragic, forgetting to live in the here and now, that's the biggest tragedy. And I think when many of us get to the end of our lives, we'll look back and that will be probably something that we regret is not enjoying the present moment as much as we could have and if you do struggle to give yourself permission then allow me i give you permission to cry to miss them to remember the good times to talk about them in a positive light and a negative and to be nostalgic to long for their attention and validation to just get it all out and then after you've felt it for long enough you can arrive at the next stage the most important one acceptance the dynamic with your ex has permanently shifted. No longer are either of you the same people anymore. We're shaped and changed by the circumstances that happen in life and what led to the end of your relationship. You enter a new dynamic, and perhaps one without their person entirely, without your ex in your life at all. And accepting this takes grace. It takes patience and a whole lot of time. But as that chapter ends and as you turn the page, I hope nothing but the best for you as you continue on. You get to write your own story from here on out, so make it a good one. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's only a really short one and I could have gone more comprehensive, but I think that's the most important parts I've learned so far. Perhaps I might do a part two as I continue on my journey. If you have enjoyed this, don't forget to rate it on Spotify. It's a simple star rating. All you do is go to the top of my mental health podcast Spotify page and there's um, a rating area there just click on that and five is preferable and or four or five whatever whatever you think um it will really help get this podcast into more people's discovered page because it'll help the algorithm i say it most episodes especially solo episodes so it'd be really important if you could just do that and if you know anyone that's going through a breakup then just share this episode i'll also provide a couple of resources in my show notes below that i've found useful in my journey so Click on those and have a sus. I'm not going to overwhelm anyone with resources, just ones I've really found to be useful for me. Cheers for sticking through this episode and everyone I've done so far. I hope that you've enjoyed it and I hope that you've got something out of it. And until the next episode, stay thriving. And in the meantime, remember, don't be a dick.